0: Welcome to the Habisha Finance Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping you achieve financial independence and overcome your money problems. I'm Matt, bringing you the education and tools to help you get your life back, build wealth, and make a difference. What's going on, folks? I'm Matt here to help you on your journey to financial independence. It's crazy to think that five years ago, My wife was on Say Yes to the Dress. And fast forward to today, we've been married five years. It's been a beautiful up and down five years. And I wanted to take this opportunity in this video to give you five tips to help you balance money within your marriage. So let's start with number one. The first thing that I would say in the first two to five years of marriage, I would try to get debt-free or at least try to get halfway there. That's really important when you're just starting off your marriage, when you're just starting off on that journey of marriage with your spouse, you want to try to become debt-free within two to five years. If you if you have to make it all the way to 10 years, that's okay because I understand, you know, my wife is a lawyer, so sometimes you've got hundreds of thousands of dollars in student loans and trying to pay that off is, you know, within two years, pretty challenging. But if you can manage to get a plan together and try to become debt-free within two to five years, paying off the student loans, paying off the credit card debt, paying off the car notes, whatever you've got to do... That's a big, big boost to help you on your journey through marriage and just get off on the right track. Number two, get on the same page with your spouse financially. And this means that budgets are going to have to be mandatory. No ifs, ands, or buts. You've got to budget. You both have to be aware of the budget. Even if one person is mostly doing the updating and tracking, that's my job, and the other person is just kind of checking in and seeing how things are going, that's okay. Both of you don't have to be involved. That involved in the day-to-day updates of the budget, but one of you really needs to be on it, really needs to be updating that daily budget, making sure that what you're spending and what you're earning is all being accounted for on that budget. The third marriage and money tip is to have one main checking account. I cannot tell you how much easier. This has made our lives just having one main checking account. And I'm not here to tell you that you can't have separate accounts. It's okay to have separate accounts, but as long as everything is funneling into that main checking account. And then that main checking account is going to support a separate checking account for one spouse and the other spouse. You want to be able to have everything funnel through that main checking account. Personally, that just works for us because that makes things so much easier. It simplifies how we're budgeting. It connects with our budget. So that way we have one budget that's tracking everything going into that main checking account. And then also that's going to funnel out. And if you have a his or her account, If you just have a spouse account, another spouse account to spend, you know, on on buffer items, on personal items, well, you would track that still in your budget. So you see how things are connecting. That's why I say try to have one main checking account. But again, this is kind of subjective. It's, It's relative to each relationship, right? You may be comfortable with having two different bank accounts. You may have a bank account at this bank and your spouse may have a bank account at another bank and you're perfectly fine with that. But I would always, always, always suggest try to have one main account because you're on a journey together. And it's really important, I think, within marriage that money doesn't become this whole idea of we can't talk about it, not taboo. It's important. That's one of the big pillars, I think, of marriage is money, is financial because of how many marriages experience so many troubles because of money fights and money problems. So if you can be transparent and have all of that on the table, I think you'll get along and and move along in the right direction and sustain a long marriage because you can limit the problems that you and your spouse are going to have within your marriage when it comes to finances. Now, the exception with this obviously may be that you have your own business or your spouse has his or her own business, because obviously that's going to be a separate account that you're going to have for your business. So again, this is subjective, right? Every relationship, every marriage is going to be different. And if one spouse has his or her own business, well, there's going to be a need for a different account. Number four You know, your first few years, you're trying to learn how to balance being responsible with money and also enjoying the money that you're making. So, what I would say is, spend without jeopardizing the future. My wife and I enjoy traveling. We love going to places. We've been to Lisbon, Portugal. We've been to Tokyo, Japan. We've gone to Cancun in Mexico. We've been to so many places around the world that it's just part of who we are. It's the thing that we both enjoy traveling. So, enjoy traveling. Enjoy whatever it is that you do, but you don't want to jeopardize the future. You don't want want to spend the money that you have right now that you know that you need to invest and build wealth for the future, or you know that you need to pay down debt. But I will say along your journey to financial independence, don't forget to enjoy a little bit of that hard earned money, especially when you're trying to get out of debt, because it can be stressful. It can be cumbersome. It can be difficult. And you may feel like, why am I still doing this? I'm not really having fun. I'm not really enjoying this process of getting out of debt. We understand. I understand completely. So take time to just enjoy a little bit here and there, the money that you have that you're earning that you're working hard to earn, but don't neglect that journey. Don't neglect that journey of getting debt free. Don't neglect that responsibility that you have because you want to change the future for you and your spouse and potentially kids, your family, in the future. And number five, remember it's not his money or her money, it's ours. Okay, it's ours. The idea that what's hers is hers and what's mine is mine does not work in our relationship. We understand that whatever we're bringing into this marriage is for both of us, for the family. It's not, she's has her money that she makes and she spends it on whatever she wants to. I'm making my money and I'm spending it on whatever I want to No, It's again, it's all coming into that one main checking account. And then we're budgeting everything that we're bringing to the table and we're budgeting it appropriately. You don't want to get into this idea that you spend the money that you make, or you spend the money that you make, and we'll just do whatever we want to do separately. Because when we talk about marriage, when we talk about money, again, marriage, and money can sometimes be, you know, conflict, right? Can butt heads a lot of times. And the one thing that I really appreciate about my marriage with my wife is that we're coming into this marriage, we're being transparent with one another, and we understand that everything that we contribute is for the family. So, We make sure that we're investing, we make sure that we're saving, we make sure that we've, you know, we're taking care of whatever we need to take care of, helping our families here and helping our families back in Africa in whatever way we can. It's really important that you understand that whatever you've got is not just yours, but it's to contribute to the goals of the family and the goals, the financial goals of you and your spouse. And a bonus tip that I want to continue to encourage all of you out there, spouses and marriage and marriages out there, is to invest. Try to max out your 401ks, try to max out your IRAs, try to max out your HSAs, whatever you've got to do, whatever you can do, right? But remember take care of that debt first and then start funneling the money into your investment accounts. But if while you're taking care of debt, try to invest up to the match if you have or if you work for a company or at least try to get into that IRA. If you have your own business or solo 401k, try to invest what you can to put into the future to build wealth for the future because you're not going to get any of these years back that you're going to be able to take advantage of these income limits, these yearly limits. But I really want to encourage you all in your marriages, if you're just starting off to be transparent with each other, talk about your finances. Don't let that be a topic that neither of you know how much the other person is making or let you or whatever it is, especially, you know, fellas out there. It's okay. If your wife makes more than you might guess what my wife makes more than me and that's okay. Money can definitely be taboo in a marriage. And I don't want that to be the case with your marriage. So I hope these tips,